Good afternoon, everybody. This is Corey Hepler for the Crazy Monkey Inc. Podcast. I am your fantastic, amazing, and sexy host. Yeah. And to the left of me is my ever-amazing, fantastic, and completely awesome co-host, Jared Gifford. Well, thank you. you. Could you lay it on more thick? You are a handsome fucker. (laughs) I'm just going to say it right now. You're, You're a handsome man. There we go. Awesome. Anyway, um, (laughs) before we get into uh, tonight's podcast, we've got to do some more... Announcements? Shameless self-promotion. There we go. (laughs) Same as last time. That's right. (laughs) Except for for this time, um, you know, different date. Same same, same subject, different date. (laughs) That's right. Now, we've got a couple of announcements to make for not only this week, but this weekend that we are both extremely excited about. Uh, do you want to head this up, or do you want me to do it? Oh, no, we're good. Uh, hold on. Uh, let's see. Um, well, first off, um, next week, as yes. everyone knows, is a fantastic nerdy holiday. In fact, it's two nerdy holidays, all, all on the same day, because next weekend is, first off, free comic book day. Yeah, buddy! Free comic book day, and those who don't know who that is, well, need to be shot. <laughs> and then secondly, no, it's pretty much, um, for for those who are not familiar with it, who are maybe just getting into comics, the whole thing is, Free Comic Book Day is an event that many comic book <coughs> stores put together to basically help people to help get them into comic books. Yeah. Um, they, have, they have a set of free comic books that they give to customers. Now, here's the whole thing. Don't go to your local comic shop and just start taking shit. <laughs> that's theft. That's not how it fucking works. That's, a, that's theft. You'll you will get, get arrested for that. You'll get charged and you'll get a really nice, cute set of earrings. Yeah, that's right. So When no. you get in prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, what, what, it, what it is is that the, um, the owner of the comic book store <clears throat> usually has a few boxes of free comic books that he gives out to customers. Yes. And uh, and what happens is, if you're not familiar with comic books, this is a good way to help you get into the medium, because they have what I would like to call, and once again, I, I know this is not the official name, but I call them like starter issues. Well, that's basi- what they are. Because basically what it is, is it's not, it's actually not like the full comic book, but you get a sort of a taste of it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and then that way you can look at it and be like, oh, hey, this is pretty good. I want the full issue. Or I want the full graphic novel. Yeah, it's and, like when you run around Golden Corral, yeah. you don't pay for it, and then you just like sample everything until you get tackled by the police. It's a, <laughs> it's a sample, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to say it's probably when you're around Costco and you're eating the free samples. <laughs> yeah, that too. That that way you don't get arrested. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, but the but the whole thing is is no, it's a, it's a good event. Um, even you know, you know for longtime veterans, it's a good event for people just getting into it, and I especially people just getting into it because of the fact that um, this is a good way for you to like if you're not quite sure. If you if you can get into comic books, you can get some of the comic books at Free Comic Book Day. And the reason and then, that I like the yeah. St. George one is yeah. because it's not overwhelming. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually a nice, good-sized fan event. Yeah. Um, no, I like that. And, and but, it, but either way, the whole thing is I, I like it because it's good for newcomers, helps them get into comic books. Said. If they don't want to commit to a full issue, they can get these free ones, read those, and then, hey... Uh, best case scenario, they love it, 
and then they want to go and buy some actual full issues and as i said full graphic novels yeah exactly so it's just kind of like getting a taste of yeah something if you like it and it, here's the really cool thing there are a lot of times where there you can get the free comic book and they'll actually oftentimes have the actual full comic book at the store that you can buy mm -hmm. you just ask them okay where's the full version of this and they'll have no trouble finding it for you so you can buy the full the full issue of it exactly which is nice yeah which is great and that's what i'm saying so so no, that's what's like first yeah it's a great thing and then uh and anyway yes yeah, so there's that and then also coming next weekend is also may the 4th and and most Star Wars fans know it. I knew you were going to bring this up. May the fourth be with you. Yes. And uh, this is this is a, this is also see. So what's great about free comic days is also co coinciding with with the Star Wars fan event. Exactly. Um, and this is something that Star Wars fans have uh, have come up with, and it's basically just it's a whole day, which is a huge celebration of everything Star Wars. See, and what's interesting. Is it not only culminates everything Star Wars, but I've started seeing in the past few years mm -hmm. how they'll throw um, Indiana Jones in there as well. It's supposed to be all Star Wars, but for some odd reason they've culminated other George Lucas type films within uh, the holiday. Well, the, the, that's the main Which thing is a great idea, I don't get well, me wrong. Well, I mean, hell, hell, they've done that at many other events too. I yeah. Mean, I've, seen, I've seen anime conventions where, yes, the main emphasis is on anime, but they also have other things there too. I've seen plenty of comic book people at anime conventions. Exactly, and hentai. Ah, <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Well, it is a thing. But actually, no, I really have. No, you think that's a joke? Man, but I've man. actually gone to one of those, yeah. and they've had them. But it's funny. But they'll have them discreet. They'll have the, they'll have the manga that anybody can look at because it's like sixteen, seventeen, and then they've got the eighteen and adult, and they've got this uh, brown board on top of the on top of the manga. And it says 18 or over in the front. And I was just in tears. I was like, you're selling this here? <laughs> well, it shows uh, the, the, we're in a new age. Because <laughs> remember, when we were kids, because we're part of that old school generation. Oh, when, yeah. When we, we, come on, we, 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 uh, we were part of that generation where you'd go to the video store and all the adult stuff was in the back. Yeah, behind a cage with a lock. Yeah. <laughs> you had to get the manager to look at your ID and make sure that you were an underage, and yeah. then he'd, he'd go back with you because it wasn't embarrassing enough to go get porn. <laughs> yeah. He'd unlock it, and then everybody in the video store is watching you and judging they, you they at would the know. same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd go back there, and it was always like, it was like the walk of shame. You wanted to, like, sneak in there so <laughs> no one would see you, because if you actually had people watching you, seriously, it was like people watching you. It was like, yes, that's right. I'm going in there, and I'm going to masturbate. <laughs> I can remember one time when I was curious. I was about 19 years old, okay? I go in the back because, you know, why not? I'm curious. Yeah. And I'm like, I look over there and the manager comes my way and there's this family in the family section right next to me. Oh, God. Kid you not. And he asks me what video I want to rent. I'm like... Isn't this part of that whole discretion shit? I don't have to tell you. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to say in front of them. 
And what's funny is he's like, well, I just want to know uh, if it's one that we have. And I'm like, do you have Debbie Does Dallas? And this family scooted out of the store as fast as they could. And I had this beet red face on. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home and watch some cartoons because now you've thoroughly embarrassed the shit out of me. That's right. <laughs> now, now I'm going to have to do things the old-fashioned way and, uh, and you know, jerk off the Smurfette like, <laughs> like, like us normal people. Exactly. Get the blue Kleenex. <laughs> so no one will know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I remember, I remember shit like that. Oh, and the, the sad thing is, it's like, yeah, it, it just, once again, it, um, but that's why I said it's like that's why you always wanted to hope that it was just like it's like dude okay listen that 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 family across the way's life <laughs> get me in there as quick as shit <laughs> because I don't want them knowing that I went in there exactly <laughs> anyway we got off on a really interesting tangent no uh, yeah but anyway <laughs> long story short um May fourth uh, May fourth is an important weekend because it's two. Events wrapped up and wrapped into one because they got free comic book day. Uh, May the fourth be with you, which yes. is a Star Wars event, and uh, and then to add to that, um, once again reemphasize, Corey and I will be at Comics Plus uh, on free comic book day, and him and I will be selling some of the issues of our comic books, and we'll be uh, signing them as well if yeah. if you need them signed. I I actually have some extra poster prints which I will be selling. Um, so, you know, look for those. And, yes. Um, and, and I still have some with the fantastic artwork. Well, in fact, I, I've got several on both, both these great artists. Mm -hmm. I got some with the fantastic artwork of Tone Rodriguez and also with some fantastic artwork by Samir Samao. And if you don't know who Samir Samao is, he is the one that is doing the art for, uh, Cadence Lark is Furious by Brian Jail Glass, which oh, yes. should be coming out later this year. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm extremely excited to get that comic in my hands because I paid for it. God damn it, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's no, how excited yeah. I am. Oh yeah, no, and I mean, no, no, I mean, dude, I'm I'm totally psyched for that too. So, Seriously. I mean, so so no, I mean, you're not the only one. Um, but yeah, no, um, dude, we also we're also going to be doing the Darren Four Kickstarter. Um. Not this weekend. No, 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 no. This but, year. But, but, but yes, that's actually the very next Kickstarter in the books. Um, because as we explained, yeah. in the last podcast, what what's going on is that um, we at Crazy Monkey Inc. What we want to do is we want to fulfill the promises that we've had with all the Kickstarters we've done thus far. Yeah. Now we're three for five. We've got three Kickstarters out of the way, and all the prizes and 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 goodies and and all the tiers have been taken care of. Of those three, which is amazing, because yeah. I did freaking yeah. I love that. But yeah, and then uh, what happens is, as you noticed, and 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 this is the thing, you notice, n no new books have come out this year thus far. But that's because we want to um, get all the rewards out for the current Kickstarters, which we finished. Yeah. So that way we're not, you know, people are like, oh hey, I, you know, I paid for this. Where's my stuff? You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what the hell's going on here? Exactly. Um, so. You know, um, so no, we're gonna, we're gonna fulfill those promises, and uh, and then uh, the but the, just as Corey said, the very next Kickstarter on the books will be the Darum Number Four Kickstarter, and I know this because as we explained in the last podcast, I was just named vice president, so 
No, I, I had I had I had a meeting with the boss actually just uh, just recently. Mm -hmm. So no, I mean that that's all that's all set. Once we've given out the tier rewards for the current Kickstarters, yeah. that uh, that we had uh, that we had sponsored last year, um, though then right after those are fulfilled, and believe me, those books are actually very near completed. Um, and we're always getting new pages in all the time. Yes. It's not as if anyone's being lazier and basically be like, ah, <laughs> we ain't doing anything. Jesus. No, no, Corey and I can, Corey and I can vouch for this. Uh, we are seeing new pages all the time for these projects. Yeah. So it's not like they're not getting taken care of. Yeah. It's just a process. And if you yeah. understand how the comic game is taken care of, yeah. it takes a while because we want to make sure you get the best product possible coming out of Crazy Monkey Inc. Because yeah. we're here for high quality and high quality entertainment. Mm -hmm. And if we don't bring that, then we're not doing our job correctly. Oh, exactly. <coughs> so, uh, so what we want you people to know is that um, is that it just uh, just as we stated in the last podcast. Yeah. The the whole thing is is that um, no, we're, we're uh, the indie comics game is different from uh, the comic game if you're part of a major comic book company. Like, there's a reason why comic book companies like. Dark Horse, Image, Marvel, and DC, why big companies like this can keep coming out with monthly books. Yeah. Because they've got the revenue. They've got the money. They've got advertising agencies who are willing to, um, who are willing to do all their stuff for them. Yeah, because they're banking on their yeah, product for exactly. making them money. At an indie company, it's all you. You mm -hmm. have to be your own promoter. You have to be your own. Um, you have to be your own financier. I guess that's one of the upsides and the downsides of being an indie. Because on the upside, you can market yourself and you can make it look as pretty and stuff like that, and you can do it on your own and make it look mm -hmm. however you want. The con is it takes a lot longer for masses to get to know you. Oh yeah, well, you because, know, because you don't have the financial backing. Uh, yeah. Here's here's the thing. Double-edged sword, as you said, because here's the thing. Working at a place like, say, DC and Marvel, you get the prestige, you get the recognition. Exactly. And people are buying your stuff because you're a known name and a known commodity. Uh-huh. Um, whereas in the indie comics game, you have to do all that yourself. You have to provide your own finances. You have to provide your own promotion. You have to provide all of that. And that's, uh, that's the thing which makes it take longer. But as we've said... Here's the whole thing. It doesn't mean that you're going to get a crappy product. Exactly. Um, as we said, new pages come in all the time. It's just looking gorgeous, what, what both uh, Brian Jailgoss is doing with his book and what also what Stefano Cardicelli is doing with his. You know, Romeo and Juliet's looking amazing. Uh, Cadence Lark is Furious is looking amazing. And 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 actually we're we're very close to being done. I believe that um so far, I mean it could be a little more by now, but the last count I had was I believe that Samir Samal has got at least 17 pages done of the Cadence Lark is Fury story in in the in the story and I think the whole book's about uh 23 to 24 pages. I think it's 24 pages like yeah. the regular style comic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and anyway, though but the whole point is is that he's he's pretty close to being done and, and last count we had was that they were about 17 pages in mm -hmm. um so we're nearly there like yeah. uh, hang on folks because we really are getting yeah. it taken care of <clears throat> pages looking amazing mm -hmm. now i'd like to go on to the topic of tonight's discussion 
which is um, the pros and cons of doing it yourself as an indie publisher. Oh, can we expand on uh, some of the stuff we talked about last week? Yeah, uh, but um, but that's that's the whole thing. Is like yeah, and so. And, and I can even say this too, because now, now being vice president, I do get some of the stats for the comic sales. Yeah. And I can definitely tell you, and, and, and I'm not trying to say this to be discouraging. Please don't uh, don't realize that. Uh, but please realize that what I'm trying to uh, get at here is that you just have to. You got to work a little harder. Yeah. Uh, because let me put it this way: once again, big companies, you've got the backing, you've got. The advertising, everything sells itself. All you have to do is just basically present your product. Yeah. Um, at the as an <clears throat> as an indie publisher, um, you've got to promote yourself. You've got to get the word out about your own product, and and and, and uh, you know you, you're gonna have you're gonna have at first much 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 lower numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, um. So the thing is, is that uh, you know you're not gonna be selling thousands of copies straight out the door. It just it just doesn't happen, you know. I mean, it'd be nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Would I like to be that overnight success story? I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. But the whole thing is, is the 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 realistic take on it all is that no, you're gonna be working hard the whole time. Um, you're, you know, it's not going to be easy, and it's, you know, it's it's one of those things that, uh, but there are rewards. I mean, I don't want it to sound like it's all gloom and doom, but there are rewards to it, because as you said, first off, you can design the comic book any way you want to. Yeah. Being in an independent company, they don't, they don't have studio heads looking over their shoulders and basically saying your comic book has to look this way it's almost like the indie yeah. circuit has its own set of <clears throat> rules yeah. that well, we go yeah, by yeah exactly here's the biggest thing especially when you're having indie uh, when you're in an indie comic book company is because i can at least guarantee this it's like everything's only as good as the people running it yeah. and um and here's the whole thing is like one thing I'll give Raz is that uh, is that even though, once again, but this is part of the nature of it, even though it takes us a little bit longer to get our books out, here's the whole thing. We're always coming out with good quality books. Yeah. Anything that comes out is like, you're not going to ever see a crap book at Crazy Monkey Inc. It just doesn't happen. We make, we make sure that we, that we hire very good creators who are, who, who are, who excel at what they do. You know, we, we, we have great writers, great artists, great colorists and letterers. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody who works um, in this indie comic biz, uh, especially in, uh, with Crazy Monkey Inc., we make sure that we've got high quality people. Exactly. Um, where you know, it's like uh, it, it's like you know, I hate to tell you this, but if you are a if you're a crap artist and a crap writer. We're, you know, we're, I mean, no, we're not going to, we're not going to be dicks, but we're probably most likely going to tell you, listen, you got to go back and you got to work on your stuff. Yeah. Because, because, yeah, because, because your stuff, because, uh, you know, because your stuff needs, because your stuff needs, definitely needs a lot of work. Because here, here's the thing, when you come out with a comic book, mm-hmm. your comic book has to sell itself. You, 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 you are 
the reference. Your yeah. comic book is the representation of the hard work you put into it. Well, it's exactly. And if you didn't put hard work into it, then every, it's like, why did you bring it out in the first well, place? Well, and every comic book that's released through that company is going to be a small reflection of that company. Yeah, and how do you want your company reflected by yeah. the product that you bring out? Exactly. The whole, the whole, the whole thing is, is that if you have a crap artist and a crap writer on a crap book, and and this is just the this, it's gonna have crap sales. This is just the honest. This is just honesty with uh, with it right now. So the whole thing is just like you know, um, you you know what what do you do? The, the whole thing is is you can do one of two things. Uh, you can either get better, or 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 you know or or you can just pretty much sit there and blame the entire comic book industry for that. But but here's the whole thing. It's like uh, and if. You know, it, 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 if we were to hire and employ crap writers and crap artists, that's going to be a reflection of us. And people are going to be like, oh, you don't want to go with Crazy Monkey Inc. Yeah, they don't take themselves seriously. Yeah, they don't take themselves seriously. Their stories are crap. Their characters are crap. Their art looks like shit. They probably eat paint chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like uh, so. Once again, you know, you do have to set a, a higher standard for that. And once again, it's not us being it's it's not us being prejudiced. It's basically us just you know setting setting a standard. Yeah. You know, there's a standard there that that uh, that that you want. You want to have that, and and the standard is basically good quality artwork, good quality stories, good creators. Exactly. Um. You know, so so the so the whole thing is, is that's going to reflect in it. If you know, more people are going to be uh, want to read a story that's compelling with artwork that pops off the page. Now, what's really interesting is I know you took the same business class in high school that I did. Yeah, and I remember this business model that the teacher told us. Yeah, it's uh, the PPQQ method. I, I know that sounds really fucking weird, but I'm going to tell you, it's um, a business will thrive if it has these four things. Price has to be right. Uh -huh. The product has to be well thought out and well yes. made. Um, the quality of it has to be up to par. Mm. And the quantity has to be... Um, as such as the demand is given out. Yeah, exactly. So, the, so the, the, those are actually very good steps. No, I remember those. Yeah. Um, but, but it's the truth. The whole thing is you've got to have a high-quality product in order to get people's attention. Exactly. If you've got a crap product, people are not going to want to stick with you. They're going to be like, this is crap. Don't go with this company because they suck. You know? Mm -hmm. um, the whole thing is, is if, but if you have, as I said, great people, <clears throat> great writers, great artists, great colorists and letterers, all assembling the book together, um, it's going to show, and then people are going to love it. You know? It's, you <clears throat> know, um, uh, uh, like some of the things that uh, that people have actually said that they like with uh, some of my issues of Darum mm -hmm. has been that they said that they they like the uh, they like the artwork and they like how the artwork changes to reflect what's going on in the book because uh, as people know I had Chandra P Kelly with uh, books number one and two yeah which was more supposed to be. Um, Darum going from boyhood to manhood, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and basically kind of explaining um, where where he is currently, and then um, and then with um, uh, and uh, uh, and then with my third book, 
Um, with, uh, with the third one, I changed. Uh, that's when I changed <clears> the Gaspar Rico doing my uh, doing my artwork because he's got that darker, grittier style. And the best part uh, is he's going to be doing number four as well. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, uh, what I'm saying, but it reflects the change in tone because what happens is. <clears throat> Darum number three shows you the current state of affairs. Dark and gritty. Yeah, and, and where Darum's basically now, he's a champion of the people. Because the whole thing was is that the origin story, even though it still <laughs> was kind of dark in a way, but the origin story needed to have that more sort of cartoonish kitty look. Um, yeah, because it's um, Darum going yeah. from boyhood to manhood, yeah. and the struggles he goes through uh -huh. um, to get there. Yeah, and then the third issue is basically Darum's a man, and now he's actually, you know, he's he he's pretty much taking on this, um, you know, not hopefully I don't get sued by Disney on this one, but he's taking on, you know, like. Uh, you know, LucasArts and all that, but the, uh, he's taking on this evil empire, or I guess, I guess, you know, to make it safer, he's like a, a tyrannical galactic government. Um, I know, yeah, you know. <laughs> that, that, that's how, that, see, see, people, this is how we avoid legal troubles. <laughs> you know what's really interesting about uh, Darum 1 and 2 on yeah. to 3? Yeah. Is Darum 1 and 2, you get the boyhood part of it, and you get him <clears throat> with his current state of affairs and how he reacts to it. Yeah. And then it's almost like, as soon as three hits, you're like, holy shit, Darum's <laughs> been hitting the gym like fucking crazy. <laughs> how much protein has this guy been drinking? It's, well, it's, it's basically, but the, the funny thing is, the, the comparison I would like to make <laughs> is, is basically, it's almost like, it's almost like you, you go and you, um, you take Darum number one and two. Yeah. And it's like, it's been, it's like it's been drawn by, um, oh, uh, let's see, it's a good equivalent. Um, okay, it's like it's been drawn by Art Adams. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like, like, it's like, you see that, and it's got this much more, you know, friendly style to it. Art Adams? Really? It's the only thing I could think oh, of at okay. the time. Right. Um, but no, I, actually, I like Art Adams. <laughs> but, but anyway, but anyway, the whole point is it's got much more of a friendly style to it. And then it's almost like number three comes around and like, pfft, it's almost like Darum gets in once again. You know, I know people have polarizing opinions of this man, but you know, but hey, he's a success, so I'm just gonna go ahead and go with this one. But it's almost like you get number three, and it's almost like, wow, it's almost like Darum got drawn by Rob Liefeld. Yeah. <laughs> and regardless of my uh, reservations about how I feel about Rob Liefeld, yeah, he you you can't ignore it. He's a success. That's the whole thing. You know, it doesn't matter whether I you know, whether I like Deadpool or not. He's made a shitload of money, so you gotta put He's, tip your hat to him because yeah. he knows how to do business. Even if Rob Liefeld's not your cup of tea, the whole yeah. thing is is you can go ahead and scream up and down, and and you can go ahead and mock him and. Say how much you hate his artwork, but here's the whole thing. As we as we said, he's a success. He's had a winning formula, and whether they want to admit it or not, but this has been proven out. Yeah. Rob Liefeld had a huge impact on much of the art that we saw in the '90s and early 2000s. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Did you say not your cup of tea? I did say that. Are you trying to friend our British fans? Well, of course I'm friending our British fans. They're they're our biggest fans. Oh, I thought you were trying to offend them. Oh no no, I'm I, I'm I'm getting friendly with them. 
In fact, but hey, you know me, I love tea. I don't have to be British to respect tea. I love fucking tea. You love fucking tea? <laughs> I don't think that's how British uh, drink tea, buddy. I mean, uh, I could ask, but I'm pretty sure that's not how they drink tea. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's either through a straw or, you know, with their pinky yeah. ring pointed up. But but, <laughs> but in all seriousness, no, I, I love tea. And, and, and come on, you know I drink Earl Grey. And, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> Would you shut up? And the mature and the, and the maturity gets even higher in this uh, in this podcast. God damn it! Uh, and uh, anyhow, but the whole point is, you know, you know, I'm a tea drinker. I do. I usually have. I usually, you know, I usually will drink Earl Grey um, in the. How would uh, never mind. Anyway, but I said I'll usually drink that in the fall and the winter, and then in the warmer months, I actually like to drink iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, this sounded so gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, that was actually pretty hilarious. Oh, uh, someone take over for me. <laughs> but uh, no, but no. The whole thing is, is come on. You, 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 you know, some of our biggest fan base comes comes from Britain. But you know what? Those guys are awesome. All of them. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, no, I mean, you know, the thing is, is I couldn't, ask, you know, we couldn't ask for better fans because, I mean, seriously, the, you know, I mean, they've been the nicest people, uh, and then once again, I'm not, there's no insult to our American friends. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, maybe it is. But anyway, <laughs> but... But no, I mean, I, I just love that. I mean, cause, you know, I mean, once again, shout out to all to, to all our great British friends. But I mean, exactly. But they've been awesome. I mean, you know, Sean, Paul, um, and uh, Sarah. Anna. I thought you were gonna say Peter, Paul, and oh. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we ever get back on track with this oh. podcast, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> How are we Damn gonna, it. How are we gonna salvage this fucking train wreck? <laughs> Can't go backwards. <laughs> but anyway, uh. the whole point is, is I wanted to give a shout out to all of them because they've been awesome, you know. And even though we've been juvenile as hell, <laughs> no, you guys have been great, and we appreciate all of you. Oh, uh, and uh, all all of our fans. In fact, uh, you know, the, the thing is, I want to, I, I, I want to give some appreciation to all of the fans who've been listening to the podcast, who've been following the company. The whole thing is, is no, we, we appreciate the hell out of them. And, you know, it's been great having them as fans. God, you're so juvenile. <laughs> you should see this guy. He's sitting there with this look on his face. I mean, seriously, he looks like he's about to burst into tears at any moment. I'm I'm sitting here giving you guys a, a, a giving you guys some appreciation. He's sitting here like a 14 year old. 
You said boobs. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, damn it. Well, <laughs> you know, seriously, if I'm the mature uh, <laughs> one on this podcast, it's pretty sad. <laughs> And I'm the older one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think my heart stopped. <laughs> That's horrible. The next, the, the next little bit of this podcast will be just be dedicated to us laughing our asses off. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. talking about well what before we went off the rails <laughs> yeah well i was you know, i was talking about appreciation for our fans and then you just kind of went all weird <laughs> oh you want to do comic book recommendations <laughs> it's too it, it's too early for that oh, <laughs> damn it but actually no there was a few other points i wanted to cover before we get to that, actually. All right, I'm good. Shit. I'm done. Because, no, we were talking about, actually, uh, to get back onto the original track of what we were talking about, Will, mm -hmm. the main theme we are talking about is the ins and outs of the independent comic book industry because uh, because it can be very different um, <clears throat> for working at a smaller company as opposed to a big company, like we said, like DC or Marvel. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I mean, the thing is, is as, as we talked about, DC or Marvel is instant image recognition and people know who you are they'll crowd you up at conventions they they know your work they um they're familiar with you and there are advertisements all over the place yeah for your product and your characters so the whole thing is is that um oh someone's doggy got loose <laughs> really uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, 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 we're filming this as we're watching everything outside, people, so I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that got, got, got that ADHD going there. Ooh, look, a chicken. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> thought I was bad. <laughs> okay, sorry. The comics. Oh, look, a flying vacuum. <laughs> Holy shit, never seen that before. <laughs> Oh, it's Hocus Pocus 2. They're filming in St. George. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> the giant floating banana. You don't see that every day. Unless you're high. <laughs> and you see that all over the fucking place. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. You know, seriously, if you've turned off the podcast by now, we don't blame you. <laughs> if you you're probably going off and back. Oh, God, these guys are morons. I'm going to go listen to something smart. <laughs> It's like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to turn on some politics and get smarter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. See, now, 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 now we've given the audience something to laugh about. There you go. <laughs> but in all seriousness. But no, but back to what we were talking about is that uh, um, the thing is, is like, I don't want people to think that this is a deterrent to get into any comic industry. I just want people to know that if you really want to get some success in the indie comic industry, you're going to have to work a whole lot harder than you would at, say, 
some, like the bigger companies. See, and here's one thing that I really love about the fact that you have to work harder. Mm -hmm. um, when the success does come, mm -hmm. um, it feels much sweeter. It feels like you've actually done a ton of work mm -hmm. and it's a big payoff. Exactly. No, and see, and I, and I totally agree with that. So the whole thing is, is no, it's very, it's very nice that um, that that uh, you know. Um, but as I said, it's just you got to work a little harder. Um, and the whole thing is, is that, um, and this is the big major thing right here is the money aspect of it. The reason why it's much harder to get something out in an indie comic uh, company rather than one of the big, one of the Big, I'd say top five or six comic book companies mm -hmm. is because of the payroll. The whole thing is, is that you know the indie guys. I mean, we probably get like the small scraps of what's left over after the after the big companies have pretty much went and said, "Oh, hey, give us your money. Look, <clears throat> another new Thor comic book, another new Superman comic book. Uh, you know, um, you know, here's you know, you know." Um, and, and you know, there's no disrespect to any of the companies, but the whole point is, is that most most of the time, when the indie comic guys come around and say, "Oh, hey, check out our stuff too," that then pretty much you got a lot of the people, and this especially happened to me in conventions where most of the people are tapped out by then, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I bought all my stuff over the DC booth." <laughs> See, but here's the best mm -hmm. part about um, being indie. Mm -hmm. Is the fact that when you do get that loyal fan base mm -hmm. and you start coming out with even more and more and more content, yeah. that fan base stays with you and then the referrals start throwing, get thrown around and you get an even bigger loyal fan base because mm -hmm. they realize that you're not just in it just for well, the money, I, you're in it because you want to well, entertain people. And then the, also the good thing about that is that actually helps to get more recognition because here's the whole thing, is if you do have a good loyal fan base yeah. and they tell people about you and <sighs> they refer you to other people, yeah. um, then other people start seeing that, and even big companies will start to see that. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they're kind of that's when they're kind of like looking over at their books. It's like, you know, I had a discussion with Chad Harden about this, and that's the, and then basically what they'll do, and and um, um, what they'll do is they'll basically say, oh hey, look at this guy, yeah, a good loyal strong fan base, um, that looks like they have good quality product, they you know they they're not too controversial, and and it looks like they'd be a person who could manage to come out with a book quite regularly for us yeah. and then that's when you start getting people where where you might actually then start getting calls from the bigger companies like dc and marvel and they'll be like oh hey you know and then here's the whole thing nobody starts out doing things like superman or 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 the avengers okay oh, it just God, it just no. it just doesn't it just doesn't it, happen no you um, gotta work your way up for that yeah um, usually what happens is is if dc or marvel is going to give you a shot they usually start you on one of their lower tier books one of the ones that basically that even though it's probably got better sales than what you were getting in the indie industry, the whole thing is is usually the the their titles that usually sell less. You know, like um, like you know um, over at Marvel they might start you on something like Moon Knight. Yeah, and yeah not everybody know even knows who Moon Knight is. Moon Knight's the counterpart to Batman. Yeah, and then and then at DC DC they might give you something like uh, say. Uh, uh, like Jonah Hex, yeah. Um, you know the the um. Or, I mean, Jonah Hex is still a damn or, good or, comic. Or or, or 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 even Doctor Fate. 
Um, I would whole, love to do Dr. Fate. Yeah, no, 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 they're still awesome, but the whole point <laughs> is it's not as many people know them. Yeah. Most people, when you think of these companies, most people, when you think Marvel, they usually think the Avengers. Yeah, because most. Not, yeah, and then most people, when you say DC, usually think of like the Justice League. Yeah, because Dr. Fate is the counterpart to yeah. uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. From Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and what we're saying, though, is that in, in this instance, the whole point is, is that most people usually think of like different people. Or different groups when they think of those companies. Yeah. But what I'm saying is they'll start on the lower tier books, as I said. Like, yes, those are good characters, as I pointed out. But the whole thing is not everybody knows who the hell Moon Knight is. Not everybody knows who the who the hell Dr. Fate is. Mm -hmm. um, the whole thing is, is these are, as I said, they're lower tier books. And, and they're basically... but. When when the companies notice you, they usually start out like like Chad Harden was, and he was also telling me about this as well. One of the books he started out on was uh, was Countdown to Mystery, and one of the first people he ever started drawing was Doctor Fate. Yeah, um, which is really cool, by the way. Yeah, um, the whole thing is is most people know him as the artist for Harley Quinn, but no, he had been to DC for a few years before he even got to that book. Yeah, um, no, he said he first started out drawing Doctor Fate. He ground like crazy to make yeah. sure that he got that. Oh yeah, well he got that, and he actually did uh, several issues of Zatanna. Uh huh. Um, and in fact, he was doing a, 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 some of the stuff like that, and and and, and Zatanna's a damn good book. Oh yeah, and, and I the, love Zatanna. <laughs> but but the whole point is, is that not a lot of people know who they are. They're lower tier books. Yeah, as I and said. she's hot. Yeah, I mean, and it's also that. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, they were lower tier books that that. that that, that while they necessarily might have a good loyal fan base, yeah. they're not what you would consider high sellers. Yeah. Um, you know, Chad didn't make the big time until he got the Harlan Quinn book, but that was already after he'd been grinding at DC for several years. See, and I guess that comes to the point um, that we're trying to make with indie comics as well. Mm. You grind as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah. it's going to suck for a couple of years and not very many yeah. people are going to know who you are. Yeah. But if you keep at it and you grind and you grind and you do your thing, Most bigger, people, bigger people are going to get to notice you. And even the bigger companies yeah. are going to be like, holy shit, no, we're seeing, we're this not, guy's you know, yeah. doing his thing. Well, and we're not saying that, uh, and, and see, we're not saying that, um, that there aren't such thing as overnight success stories because there's the whole thing yes there have been a few people who've got lucky and who've been able to become overnight successes yeah but that doesn't happen with everybody the most no. the, for the most part no just be good at what you do um be persistent and be willing here's the thing we want to take rejection because you're gonna have a lot of that the thing is if you can't take rejection in the comic book industry you, you shouldn't be in it because in the comic book industry you really need to um you, you really need to have a thick skin because you're going to have a lot of people telling you your stuff sucks. But the whole point is, is that the difference between the people who are successful versus the people who um, never make it big at all is that um, is, is that is the persist is, is well, the persistence and having a thick skin, mainly having the thick skin, mm -hmm. because the whole thing is, is that no matter who you are. Um, and in fact, I love it because my brother actually had a saying, I totally love it, because he said that uh, most of the time you can be measured about how successful you are by how many people hate you. Yeah. You actually know you're a huge success if you've got just as many people who hate you as love you. True. Now, um, one thing that I'd like to point out with uh, mm -hmm. comics and also just authors in general, here's the thing. If you love what you do and you put passion into every project you come out with, 
it doesn't matter how many people are going to hate it and how many people are going to like it. Yeah. It matters to you that you put the best in your product mm -hmm. that you could. And at the end of the day, you can look at what you brought out and be proud yeah. that you made that. Oh, yeah. Well, this whole thing. That's what you it comes to, down to. You do have to enjoy what you do. No matter what you do. Whether you're highly successful or you're not successful at all, you have to enjoy what you do. Yeah, because why what, do it? Well, yeah. Well, no, it's just the same thing with anything. Um, a lot of people can say that, well, money changes everything. But here's the thing that where it doesn't. You could be, make, you could be making a million dollars writing and drawing comic books. Mm -hmm. But if it ultimately becomes a chore to you... You're not going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. The whole thing is, is it's just going to be like, oh, God, now I have to write another one of these damn things. No, if you, you – and, and it reflects in the product, too. You're going you're gonna to see a story that's written or drawn by somebody who hates it because yeah. it's going to reflect in there. You're going to see that they hate it. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's written and drawn by somebody who's passionate about it, loves it, you can see it. It comes across in the story, in the characters, in the artwork. It's all in there. You can see the love for what's being created there. Exactly. In fact, that brings up a really good point because yeah. I just barely got done reading Cursed Heart by Sarah Bailey. Mm -hmm. It's the fourth book in her After Dark series. Yeah. You can tell in every single one of her novels that she comes out with, she puts all of her love and her passion into every single page because, mm -hmm. um, like I say, you know, before, her books are page turners. Like every page you want to know, okay, what comes next? Yeah. And that's because you can tell that she put that passion and the time in it and yeah. she still enjoys to this day writing like she does or else she wouldn't yeah. have the numerous projects out that she does right now oh yeah and uh, no and that's actually a good thing to have yeah because uh, and, and it's just like what we what we see probably in these and, and i hope that it comes across this way i can only i can only speak as the creator of this thing and and i know you can only speak as the creator of your thing yeah is the fact that in like the adventures of taxi cab joe and even with darren captain of the stars the whole thing is is that that's a passion project for us because of the fact that, you know, these are the things that we love, this is what we like, and it shows in the, um, and it shows in the stories. Yeah. And a lot of our influences are in there. But, you know, and I hope what comes across for the fans, that, you know, uh, only the fans themselves can let me know. Yeah. But, oh, I hope what comes across to the fans in these things is that basically they can see the love of the stuff that I grew up with that that's in these characters and the love I have for these characters. Because it, it, it's got to resonate through yeah. your work or else it's just, yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, no, I totally get it. And and actually now, having said that, I actually think now is actually probably the perfect time to give our book recommendations. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first this time. All right. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> actually, I want to. I actually want to suggest a classic, um, something that uh, something that um, I'll, yeah, I know I probably do a lot of those. <laughs> no, I know. The fuck out of here. But but you know, it's actually one that's actually got something that has many movies have been made out of. Ton of the stories in here. Um, Care Bears? And, and, uh, no, no. Oh. Uh, I said it's it's very it's different stories, but they're all compiled together in one book, and they actually become the basis for some of the greatest Middle Eastern stories that we all love and enjoy. 
I'm talking about Arabian Nights. The what? Arabian Nights. Come on, knock it off. Oh, oh Corey's being a dumbass. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> but for those of you who maybe not be familiar with Arabian Nights, and that's cool, I'll just have to kill you later. But uh, <laughs> I'll get the body bags. Yeah, but uh, but no, uh, but Arabian Nights actually has a lot of stories that have actually been translated into various media, because. <sighs> Arabian Nights has a, has the story of Aladdin. It's got the story of Sinbad. It's uh, you know, um, it, it, uh, you know, it, the whole thing is is that most of the um, sort of I guess Arabic uh, sort of action adventure stories There's that Ara we know. Ten thousand Arabian thieves as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, the, uh, the, no, the forty thieves. Yeah, the forty thieves. The yeah, Alibaba. Yeah, it's Alibaba and the forty thieves. Who the wow. fuck comes up with ten thousand thieves? It's like, <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, um, go into this camp with ten thousand people and try not to be seen. <laughs> like, yeah, we're we're gonna be as sneaky as possible <laughs> with ten thousand people. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Forty thieves. Yeah, yeah it's Alibaba and the forty thieves. Holy shit! Wow, you, you man, you didn't triple that number, you quadruple that number. God, <laughs> it's like I, how, what the hell's the word for times a times like a thousand? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, go on. Anyway, no, but anyway, Arabian Nights. <laughs> so for those of you who were not familiar with it, no, please check out Arabian Nights. It's actually got some great classic tales in there. My personal favorites are the uh, Sinbad stories. Yes. I love those. And and no, check that out. Anyway, my comic book recommendation. Oh man. <laughs> Wow. Okay, my comic book <laughs> recommendation. You gonna hold it together there, Corey? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <clears throat> my comic book recommendation is I'm actually going to uh, recommend uh, Wayward by Jim Zub. The one that has the Kansas song in it? Knock it off! No, it's a story about the uh, it's a story about the girl who uh, who uh, moves to Japan. Oh, and, okay, yeah, uh, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, and then she it, like all sorts sorts of like weird stuff starts happening, and she meets these different like ugly otherworldly beings and such. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no, it's actually it's it, it's actually a good read. Check it out. But then again, I'd highly recommend anything from Jim Zub. He's 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 a very underrated writer in my opinion. I love it. And I also would you know want to throw in a second thing that he does in there is the uh, Samurai Jack run that Jim Zub did. That's fantastic. He also uh, helps with uh, the gory um, glitter bomb. Yes. Um. And uh, anyway, those are my recommendations. Uh, what about what about yours, Corey? Well, if I can compose myself. <clears throat> um, for comic book recommendations, I'm going to go with uh, this really awesome indie author. Mm -hmm. um, he's uh, not only an amazing friend, but I've known him for like. 20 something years. And, uh, 
I'm talking about you, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> if you haven't gotten a chance to get Darum 1 through 3, <laughs> I would highly recommend it because not only is it a fantastic story, and like, I, like we said earlier, uh, Jared puts a ton of passion in what he does, you can tell that this story is one in a million because it's a story of losing something very precious to you, getting through the pain and learning to deal with the fact that um, you're not a failure mm -hmm. and that um, everything works out in the end. Oh, yeah. Well, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, what novels are you going to recommend to our good people? Um, novel I'm going to recommend um, is one that I really enjoyed reading, and I think everybody should be reading it, because if you're not, I'm going to slap you. Um, if you haven't got a chance to get Fur Lodge from mm -hmm. Sean McMahoney... <laughs> Sean McMahon, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Uh, you should definitely get that one because it is fantastic. The The science within this book is beyond amazing. Mm -hmm. And once you're done with that one, you can head your ass on over to Amazon.com and get the sequel to it, The Dark Restarter, and that one will blow you away. I I had no idea that Sean was such a fantastic person at writing yeah. because you can tell that he does his research with what he writes mm -hmm. and the way that he writes is so affluent and so amazing that when you're reading these mm -hmm. books that have Hal and Kara going and jumping through multiple um dimensions and restarts mm -hmm. it's it, you can just tell that there's a love of science within this guy and he absolutely exudes and can, embodies that tell, within his book well, you can tell you can tell he's a science fiction fan yeah and uh, uh and especially the way it, it jumps around you know uh in just the way you've described it mm -hmm. um you know um because i'm gonna have to go out and and check out the story myself. Yeah. Um, and no, and I, I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, and that's because uh, you've been saying amazing things about it. And, yeah. Uh, but just what it reminds me of is like all the great time travel stories. Mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, because you were telling me it's got like elements of like Back to the Future. Yeah. It's got elements of of um, uh, of of some other great time like like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Thank you. Thank you. I was just gonna get to that. Thank you for reminding yes. me. Yes. Um, I, was I think I think you were even telling me. Yeah. Um. And I could be wrong. You can just tell me if this was a crack dream or not. Okay. But uh, I think you were telling me it even had some elements from the video game Chrono Trigger. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It does. And so go out, Amazon.com, get Sean McMahon's Fur Lodge and the Dark Restarter. Read them back to back because if you take any breaks in between, it's just not going to be the same. Yep. And just... Be in awe at how wonderful of a writer he is because he takes his time about how he brings his books out and he wants to make sure, like us, mm -hmm. that he brings out the best 
product that he possibly can so that it can be enjoyed. Oh yeah, exactly. <clears throat> no, and I'm I'm totally you know I totally agree with you. So I mean, that's the whole thing. And once again, you know, need to get get off my lazy ass and read those books myself. I've been pressuring you to read them. I know. Uh, I am so far behind in my reading list, people. It's not even funny. <laughs> He's got a TBR list longer than my attention span. <laughs> uh, I mean, sadly, I mean. <laughs> I just barely got I, I just barely got done uh, 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 reading the sixth volume of the new Captain Harlock manga. Shame on you. <laughs> I, I, I know, but, but you know that's the whole thing. It's like, but no, but don't worry. Um, I'm actually pretty close to being finished with the with the current um, with the current uh, book that I'm reading, and once that's finished, very next thing I'll be getting on to is reading Sean's book. Oh, I have one more. I have one more plug. What is it? Plug it. Anyway, <laughs> if you have not got the app SoundCloud. You need to get it. Not only is it free, but it has this fantastic podcast called The Talented Slackers with Gil Diaz and Alberto. And I can't remember the other guy's name because I'm a jackass. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am going to learn all your guys' names eventually. And, um, and screw them all up, too. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and... They have fantastic ways of how they view films uh -huh. because they'll be watching a film and they'll do commentary like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. On, um, I just heard the one where they were watching Ghostbusters. Uh -huh. And they have so much knowledge about the Ghostbusters movie. They were talking about Egon, you know, the, the characters that played, uh, the, the actors that played the different characters and how yeah. they coincided with the roles and stuff like that. And... Just the knowledge that these <laughs> these guys have about the movies that they watch is astounding. Like it's like picking at a nerd's brain trying to figure <laughs> out okay what's really awesome in this movie. And they only they don't just do the good parts about the movie. They say the bad parts about the movie that they didn't like as well. Yeah. So you get the pros and cons, which is nice because you don't want to hear a podcast of just the great things about a movie or a comic or like well, that. Yeah, you yeah, know, well, you've yeah, got to have variety. What I'd like to think that what we do with our podcast yeah. is we show the ups and downs of the comic book industry and we talk about that because the whole thing is it's not just sunshine and rainbows. Now, granted, we're huge fans and yes, we do talk about a lot of stuff that we love. Yeah. But it's not like it's all just like basically everything we love. We talk about, especially what we did today, the ins and outs of the industry, and there's there's crappy things about it. Yeah, I mean, it really and, is. And, 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 and yeah, and, and, and once again, it's one of the things, it's, it's, it's hard work. So, anyway, um, I want to uh, tell people to wrap it up to uh, that basically, you know, I totally appreciate their time, totally appreciate them listening to this podcast and listening to our rantings and ravings. Um, and, uh... Did you just tell, the, did you just tell the audience that you wanted to tell them to wrap it up? No, no. I said, <laughs> I said as we wrap it up. Jeez, you're deaf. Anyway, anyway, no. Make we, sure we, to wrap it up, guys. <laughs> yeah, you can do this for us. Anyway, oh uh, god. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, as uh, Corey's gonna stop being retarded. <laughs> I'll let you guys know. No, have a good one. We're, we totally appreciate you. Please keep listening to us, despite the fact that the other guy's retarded. 
<laughs> that is no way to talk about yourself. <laughs> Anyhow, no, I totally appreciate you guys, and please have a good one. Have an amazing night, everybody. Love one another, show love towards each other. Uh, do something kind for one another, and we will see you this coming Saturday. Have a fantastic week.